The college baseball experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. What's going on, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the College Baseball Experience, the only podcast that's devoted to college baseball betting on your podcast airwaves. We were the first ones on here. We've been doing it since the beginning of the season. There's no better time than the end of April, April beginning of May. I just combined the two months saying April, but what a wild 24 hours of college sports it's been um the whole nfl draft has started and i don't know uh if you guys saw my debacle but i'm actually currently at my home residence in michigan i moved back home for good for the summer um moved out of my college dorm so I might be talking a little bit quieter today because I'm actually perched up directly under my parents' bedroom, and I'm recording this in the wee hours of the Friday morning, um, trying to get some odds and lines before these Friday games and get this podcast out to you guys early enough, but also hoping that there will be lines that I can give out to you guys. But with that said... I'm not sure if I want to show you this podcast setup, but I should be able to show you this podcast setup because I went on a live stream on YouTube on the Sports Gambling Podcast with a debacle of a setup. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was for the NFL mock draft that we did. And I literally mirrored the words. I did a I went all extra on it. I put out a sign saying the 2022 SGPN NFL mock draft and I was thinking hey because there's a camera here most cameras they actually get mirrored when they record you like your left eye is actually your right eye on the camera screen I don't know if most of you guys have recognized that or not like when you're looking at your phones and stuff so I took the time to write everything mirrored 
it turned out that everything was actually mirrored on the live screen on the live stream and I actually didn't need to do that at all so I wasted so much time doing that looking like a fool and actually my first time calling in I had the second and the 32nd picks for the Detroit Lions because I am a Lions fan from Michigan and with the second pick I actually didn't have my usual podcasting camera there was a black bar over the top third of my screen um, so I screwed that up and then I call in the second time with my actual camera and now they can see the signs that I created and they were backwards and mirrored so anyways that said um, I want to get into this slate early and fast make sure that this episode you guys can binge listen to this in your morning before these noon and one o'clock games start off if those are the ones that you want to place your bets on I think the earliest game that I have for my weekend lineup, which is my lineup is the top nine games or nine series, I should say, of the weekend. So that is what the weekend lineup is. That is what the midweek lineup is because a typical batting lineup has nine hitters in it. So those aren't necessarily your best bets. Those are just the most interesting games of the weekend and the ones that you will definitely be able to see on these gambling, on these sports books when the lines open. So that's the idea of making these lineup cards. Um, so before we jump into the mid the uh, weekend lineup, I want to present to you our presenting sponsor, WinBet. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $10, win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit up to $1,000. That's a deposit bonus. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a 3-plus leg build-your-own-bet parlay between Thursday and Friday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through win bet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 we're also giving away $500 in our NFL draft props contest just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app winner take all we're also brought to you by Coors Light it's a hectic time of the year between weddings, graduations, spring sports, and more, we're busier than ever right now. And sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy a nice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you ever feel like you're always on? Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 100% 24-7? Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. When I need to take a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. 
by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And always remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So let's jump into the weekend lineup. The first series on our list comes from the ACC. The Friday night game begins at 6 p.m. Eastern time, where we will see the number seven team in the country, Virginia Tech. They're 29 and nine on the young season, 12 and seven in the ACC. They will visit Virginia in the Commonwealth Clash. Virginia's number 11 in the country. They're 32 and 10 at 30, 13 and eight in the ACC. You will see this game on the ACC network on ESPN Plus. Virginia Virginia Tech's pitcher will be Griffin Green. He's six and one on the season with a 3.44 ERA, 43 strikeouts with 15 walks and 52.1 innings pitched. For the Cavaliers, left-handed pitcher Nate Savino. He's four and three with a 3.76 ERA, 59 strikeouts. 19 walks, and 55 innings pitched. Virginia Tech is 19th in the RPI this season. They're 9-5 on the road, 3-4 versus top 25 RPI teams. Bats to look for is Jack Hurley and Tanner Schobel. Both hitters have above 375 batting averages and over 10 bombs each. Virginia, on the other hand, is 15th in the RPI. Virginia is 24-2 at home this season, and they're 2-4 versus top 25 RPI teams. Jake Geloff, who I talked about on last podcast for being uh, one of my nominees, uh, honorable mentions for this year's Golden Spikes Award. He's batting 388 with 16 home runs on on the season. The Hokies have not won a series against the Cavaliers since 2015. So give me Savino and the Cavs on the money line Friday night, and I think they take this series at home in the Commonwealth Clash. I think that's going to be the deciding factor in this one. Give me Virginia. At 6.30 p.m. for number two series of the weekend, it comes from the SEC, the number 19 team in the country, Auburn. They're 30-12 and 12 with an 11-7 record. They will be visiting Tennessee, who's the number one team in the country, and they have been for quite a little while. They're 38-3 and three on the season and 17-1 and one in the SEC. This game will be on the SEC Network, the Plus version, so you will find that also on ESPN+. Plus. For Auburn, their left-handed ace, Hayden Mullins, will be on the mound. He's 2-1 with a 3.55 ERA with 42 strikeouts and 24 walks in 33 innings pitched. For Tennessee, right-handed freshman Chase Burns, who is 7-1 with a 2.12 ERA, 66 strikeouts, 18 walks, and 51 innings pitched. Auburn is 14th in the RBI. They're in the RPI. They're 17 or sorry. Auburn's 14th in the RPI. They're 7-4 on the road, 7-3 against top 25 RPI teams. 
bets to look for in this series is Sonny D, a.k.a. Sonny Deshara, and Blake Rombush. They both have reached base in 40 straight games and have 122 hits and 75 runs combined between the two of them. Tennessee, on the other hand, is number one in the country in RPI. They're 27-1 at home. They're 9-1 against top 25 teams in the RPI this season. We know the Vols can hit, but Blade Tidwell is back, and he pitched 4.2 innings of two-hit baseball versus Florida last week, and we knew that prior thanks to our interview with Vince Ferreira, so we were ahead of most of the public when the books offered a very good price for us to parlay the Volunteers last week on Saturday. Tennessee has not won a series against the Tigers since 2011, but I think that changes this weekend. Give me Tennessee with their power pitching and power hitting over the Tigers, who have been a little bit magical themselves this season. For series number three, comes from the Sun Belt, a.k.a. the Fun Belt. Coastal Carolina, who is unranked at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, the Chanticleers are 23-14-1 on the season, 11-6-1 in the Fun Belt. They will be traveling to the number 24th team in the country, Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern is 28-13, and 13, and the Eagles are 14-4 and four in conference play. You'll find this game played on ESPN+. The Chanticleers will be pitching Reed Van Scoder. He's 6-2 on the season with a 2.56 ERA, 56 strikeouts, 16 walks, 59.2 innings pitched. On the other side, who will be bumping for the Eagles, left-handed pitcher Ty Fisher, who's 2-1 on the season with a 3-2-3 ERA, 30 strikeouts, 12 walks, and 47.1 innings pitched. Coastal Carolina is not having a typical season for the Chanticleers. They're 64th in the RPI, 9-8 on the road, and they have not played a team in the top 25 of the RPI, but they're five and six against the top 50 in the RPI. Six different Chanticleer hitters have over 27 RBIs on the year. The team leader, Nick Lucky, has 30 and an even 300 batting average. Georgia Southern is third in the RPI this season. They're 16 and four at home and 8-0 versus teams between 50 and 100 in the RPI, where Coastal Carolina currently falls. Average hitting team, but the Eagles pitching staff has an opponent's batting average of 258. That'll play. Georgia Southern leads a closely contested historical series, but I don't remember the Eagles having this good of a season in a while. Georgia Southern on the money line will be my play throughout the series here. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for some of mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. 
first in any sport. Choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the amount of money you put in. The main reason that I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it all out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code MLB, or actually, I screwed that up. Make sure to use promo code SGPN MLB. Again, download Sleeper, then use promo code SGPN MLB when you deposit. Join SGPN's squad to bet with the guys. SG.PN slash squad. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptions to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel picks with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, back to our weekend lineup for the fourth series of the weekend here. Comes, it's actually an inter-conference series between the number 20 team in the country, TCU, and Florida State. The Friday night game will begin at 7 o'clock, where TCU 27-14 on the season, 12-6 in the Big 12, will visit the Florida State Seminoles. They're 24-15 and 11-10 and in ACC play this year. This game will be found on the ACC Network Extra, a.k.a. ESPN Plus, if you are a sub- subscriber to that. <coughs> Sorry about that. TCU will be starting their right-handed pitcher, Riley Cornelio, who is 3-3 on the season with a 3-8-1 ERA. He has 60 strikeouts and 22 walks with 56.2 innings pitched. For Florida State, it's their stud left-handed pitcher, Parker Messick, who's 5-2 on the year with a 2-8-9 ERA, 102 strikeouts, 12 walks, and 62.1 innings. TCU's 32nd in RPI this season. They're 8 and 8 on the road and 1 and 4 versus the top 25 in RPI. Tommy Sacco is the 7th batter or he's 7th in the country in batting average at 361 
with eight bombs and a 1075 OPS. He is a batter that I like for this Horned Frog squad. On the other side of the baselines, we have the Florida State Seminoles, who are 20th in the RPI. They're 20-7 and seven at home. They're 3-7 and seven against the top 25 in the RPI. Florida State's pitching staff leads the country in strikeouts with 479 total strikeouts. This is a back-to-back road series for the Horned Frogs, a non-con series where the Knolls will be much more desperate for a series win than TCU. Give me the Seminoles on the money line, and I might just take that in all three games as I predict them to win this series. Um, series number five on the weekend that I think is one of the top nine series that will be play, taking place on this April 29th weekend. The 14th team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs, who are in 29-12, and 11-7 in the SEC. They will go down to Baton Rouge and play the 22nd team in the country, LSU, who's 27-13, and 10-8 and in the SEC. This game will be played at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on SEC Network+. Plus. Georgia right-handed pitcher Nolan Crisp, who's 1-1 one one on the season with a 3.77 ERA, 26 strikeouts, 10 walks, and 31 innings pitched, will start on Friday night. For LSU, right-handed pitcher Mikhail Hillard, who's 4-0 with a 3.64 ERA, 43 strikeouts, only 9 walks, and 47 innings pitched. Georgia is the fourth-ranked team in RPI in the country. They are 9-6 on the road, 10-5 versus the top 25 in the RPI. Grad senior Cold Tate is out with a stress fracture in his foot, but his brother Connor leads the team in batting average with a 388, 5 home runs, and a 971 OPS. The LSU Tigers are 21st in the RPI. They're 21-5 at home. And 4-6 and six versus the top 25. LSU is 4th in the SEC with 67 home runs. In my opinion, Georgia hasn't beaten the Tigers in a series since 2008. Jonathan Cannon versus Blake Money on Saturday will be a great pitching matchup. But on Friday, give me LSU on the money line. And I like the over in most all three of these games, actually. LSU's defense scares me a little bit, but I still think they're probably going to win this series at home with a little bit of an, uh, a fan home field advantage. With the sixth series of the weekend, one of my favorites, it's a top 10 ranked matchup in the Big 12. At 7.30 p.m. Eastern, the number eight team in the country, Oklahoma State, who is 28-13 on the season, 10-5 in the Big 12. They will go down to Austin to take on the number 10 team in the country, the preseason number one team in the country, the Texas Longhorns, who are 31-13 on the season, 9-6 in the Big 12. This game will be on Longhorn Network and ESPN+. Plus. Oklahoma State's right-handed pitcher, Justin Campbell, is 6-1 on the season with a 2.89 ERA, 95 strikeouts, 15 walks, and 65.1 innings pitched. For Texas, though, their all-star left-handed pitcher, All-American, Pete Hansen, who's 7-1, 
on the season with a 2-7 ERA, 76 strikeouts, 12 walks, and 63.1 innings pitched. Oklahoma State is 28th in the RPI. They're 11-3 on the road this season, and they're 3-4 versus the top 25 in the RPI. Jake Thompson is a bat that I like for the Pokes. He is hitting 333 with 41 RBIs on the season. The Longhorns are still 7th in the RPI this year. Texas is 18-4 at the dish and 2-1 versus the top 25 in the RPI this season. I mentioned on the last podcast that Ivan Melendez is my favorite to win the Golden Spikes Award right now during the first half of the season. Melendez is slashing a 404 528 897 with 21 home runs and 64 RBIs. I'm going to have to take the unders throughout this series. I like both teams' pitching staffs. The Cowboys have the better bullpen, but I'll take my chances with Hanson on the mound on Friday at home and Tristan Stevens on Saturday. The Texas I think Texas probably pounces on Madero's TCU's Sunday night starter, who has a 7 ERA on the year. So give me the Longhorns, and this is, might be a little bit of a bold take. I think they get the sweep against the Pokes. I think they've, <coughs> I think they've showed some promise over the last week with a huge offensive series against Baylor. I'd like to think that they can keep that rolling here against Oklahoma State. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all of your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the Internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the Internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Don't sacrifice your speed. Whether I'm in public or at home, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and compl- claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash S-G-P. All right, let's wrap it up with our last three series on the weekend lineup. In the American, we have a battle between two of the top teams at the stand- in the standings. 
at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern, you will see the unranked Tulane Green Wave, who's 26-15-1 on the season, 8-4 in the AAC, take on unranked UCF, 24-16, also 8-4 in the AAC. <coughs> you can find this game being played on ESPN+. Plus. This will be an interesting series between the top two teams in the American, Tulane and UCF. With a season sweep of UCF, they could, or with a season sweep, geez, stumbling over my words. Tulane's currently the top team in the AAC. UCF also tied with them at 8-4. and four. The winner of this series will take sole possession of first place in the American guarding a sweep this weekend by East Carolina. The problem is that UCF had one of the best pitching staffs in the country, but are now dealing with injuries. Hunter Pattison, who had a 1.82 ERA, is out for the year now, but also Connor Stain, who is their Saturday night guy, may not pitch this series due to injury as well. Sorry if you guys are hearing an alarm in the background. I'm aside with the hitting of the green wave here. Ethan Groff is 12th in the country with batting average of a 414. I think we might be able to get some value here as we know that some of these pitchers for UCF may not go this series. So look for Tulane. And I'd say if they're above a minus 180 favorite, throw them in the parlay. I feel pretty comfortable that they should be able to win two games of the three against the Golden Knights in this. Tulane is 53rd in the RPI, 10-7 and seven on the road this year. They're 14-3-1 versus teams in the 100-200 RPI range. That's currently where you see UCF. They're 14-11 and 11 at home with a 3-7 and seven record against teams inside the 50 to 100 RPI range where Tulane currently sits. The next series that we have batting 8th in our weekend lineup is taking place in the Big West. At 6 p.m. Eastern Time, you will see UC Santa Barbara, who's 27-10 and 10 on the season, 16-2 in the Big West, take on Cal Poly at the Mustangs, they're 24-16 and 16 on the year, 11-4 and four in the Big West. This game will be played on ESPN+. UCSB's Corey Lewis, who's 6-0 on the year with a 3-1-3 ERA, 71 strikeouts, 28 walks, and 54.2 innings pitched, will be taking the mound on Friday night for the Gauchos. On the other hand, for Cal Poly, their stud, Drew Thorpe, who's 6-1 on the year with a 2-4-1 ERA, 100 strikeouts, 14 walks, and 71 innings pitched. UCSB is 50th in the RPI with a 12-6 record on the road. They're 17-4 versus teams in the 100-200 RPI range. The Gauchos have one of the best pitching staffs in the country with a 3.94 e team ERA. On the other hand, the Mustangs are 111th in the RPI. They're 14-8 and eight at home, and it's, they are 0-1 versus teams that are better than the 50 RPI in the country. The coach's son and Mustang golden boy, Brooks Lee, is batting 375 on the year with 7 home runs and an 11-18 OPS. 
in my opinion. I think they can do it, but Cal Poly needs to steal game one with Thorpe on the bump. That kid's a stud. He's going to rack up a ton of strikeouts against this Gauchos team. If they can do that, if they can steal one game one, they might be able to take the series. With no conference tournament in the Big West, Poly needs to win the regular season title, whereas UCSB still has an at-large chance. So give me Cal Poly on the money line in game one, and I also like the under because both of these pitchers are studs. In the last game of the weekend lineup, batting ninth, we go to the MAC, and this might be the only time this season where we highlight a MAC game in our weekend lineup. At 3 o'clock p.m. on Friday, we will see Central Michigan, who is 28 and 10 on the season, 21 and 1 in the MAC. They will go to Indiana to take on Ball State, who's 25 and 14 on the season, 19 and 4 in the MAC themselves. <coughs> Sorry. You can see this game being streamed on the Ball State baseball website. In my opinion, Central Michigan's head coach, Jordan Bischel, is one of the most underrated coaches in college baseball. He gets that team playing with a ton of energy day in and day out. He will be going up against Rich Maloney, who actually just got his 900th career win over the week. He was the former head coach for Michigan, so I know him pretty dang well. And I even went to a couple of Ball State baseball camps myself. For Central Michigan, Andrew Taylor will be on the mound. He's 6-2 on the year with a 2.03 ERA, 79 strikeouts, 19 walks, and 53.1 innings pitched. For Ball State, the Cardinals, they'll be tossing Tyler Schweitzer, who's 6-2 on the year, 2.57 ERA, with 71 strikeouts, 19 walks, and 56 innings pitched. 86th in the RPI, you will find Central Michigan, who's 15-6, with all of their losses actually coming on the road, all six of their losses. 5-1 versus the top, or 5-1 versus teams that are found in the 100-200 to 200 RPI range, which is currently where Ball State sits. Ball State sits at 126th in said RPI. They're 10-2 at home, 0-3 against teams in the 50 to 100 RPI range where Central Michigan is currently slated. Ball State is third in offense in the MAC Conference. Me personally, I know this Central Michigan squad very, very well. Um, a lot of these guys played in my area when I was growing up playing in high school. And personally, I went up against Mario Camaletti, their leadoff hitter, almost five, six times a year. He was on my high school's rival team. He's currently batting 382 with two home runs on the year. A great contact hitter. He's an on-base machine. He was actually, last year, if he chose to go to the draft, he was slated to be a first or second round draft pick in the MLB draft, but he chose to return to Central Michigan and attempt to break their hits record once again for hits in a season. Um, another guy that was on Camaletti's team 
my high school's rival was Garrett Navarra, who's an exceptional dual guy as a pitcher, position player and a pitcher. So what the Max series typically do is they're actually four-game series, unlike your typical three-game series, and the Mac teams actually throw their aces Saturday in the first game, which is a seven-inning game. Sorry, another alarm is going off. I think my parents might be waking up. Um, but yes, so the Aces typically throw on Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. But these two teams respect these respect each other so much that both of their Aces are throwing on Friday night. So this is going to be an absolutely electric matchup. And I wish I could go to that doubleheader on Saturday, but I actually have a tea time with a couple of buddies because this is my first weekend back home. But I will be making it out to a couple of Midwest baseball series this year. That's my hope and plan. Um, personally, I like the under on Friday in this matchup. Uh, both of these pitchers are pretty dang good. But I think Central Michigan edges Ball State in the series this weekend. Now, for the fun part, um, I... We'll actually read you one more ad, and then I'm going to take a look around and explore to see if any of these odds and lines for the College Baseball Friday slate has been uploaded. If not, I'll probably just cut the podcast with a lock and dog, but if there is, I'll run you through the slate and give you a couple of my favorite plays. The College Baseball Experience is brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells their sports bets. The NBA playoffs are set, and the prop swap is where the bettors find the best odds and turn the hardwood into hard cash. Prop swap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars by just buying and selling championship futures all playoffs long. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting the trophy. Go to PropSwap.com. Or download the free PropSwap app today. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells their sports bets. Now, Ooh, I know of a couple of books that are going to be offering college baseball lines. The problem is, is I know one of them is typically the originator, and they do not have their lines offered to us right now which sucks. So I'm still going to explore the rest of them that I know puts out some lines and maybe there's a miracle and we find a few. But I don't know. We're spinning too. My house Wi-Fi sucks as well. <coughs> but yes, this is not typically my normal setup. You guys... If I do not find any slate of games for the college baseball slate on Friday or the weekend in general, you can follow me on Twitter at 77NB. That is the word 70, the number 7NB. I am your host, Noah Beanick of the College Baseball Experience. You will also find me contributing on the SportsGamblingPodcast.com website, writing various articles. And I'm also involved with the MLB Gambling Podcast. We're going to try two more books and hope that we find college baseball betting lines. 
If that's not the case, I will just give you my lock, my dog, and I'll run through the slate of top 25 games with short analysis and opinions of who will win the series. Um, currently heading to this book to see if they're offering lines here. Computer is legit just spinning. But yeah, I encourage you, if you did not watch the SGPN mock draft, I'd go watch that because I, yours truly, butchered that. <laughs> it's it's a good laugh. The, the highlight was posted by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and I actually have that as my pinned tweet on my account now because... It's it's a good laugh. It is what it is. Yes, my mirror, my writing, I mirrored it on purpose. But, you know, it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. Just like these lines weren't meant to be. So, let's go through the top 20, the rest of the top 25 games of this weekend's slate here. Short analysis for some of these. Friday, if this game is offered, give me Oregon State on the money line. Cooper Jerpy is the best pitcher in the country, in my opinion. Utah is not going to be able to match up against him. And then on Saturday and Sunday, I would be taking the overs. That's what I've been doing with this great Oregon State Beavers offense. I think Connecticut wins that series. I think Oregon State wins their series against Utah. I did not say that I don't think. Connecticut, UConn, they're going to beat Butler in their series this weekend. Notre Dame, I have them sweeping Boston College. BC is the worst team in the ACC this year. Notre Dame, fun fact, they've either been swept or they have swept the team that they've played in their ACC ACC series so far this season. Number 16, Clemson hosts, or number 16, Louisville hosts Clemson. Give me Louisville. I think their bats are very, very good. And they're consistent, whereas Clemson, they've been a roller coaster ride so far this year. They started off like 11 and 0, and then they dropped a couple of series in a row. Um, they they found them they find themselves in a good opportunity this weekend to take a good series win against the Cardinals, but I just don't think that it's going to happen. Wofford goes on a back to back roads weekend series. They this time travel to Samford. Sanford, I, I do not think they're good enough to take advantage of Wofford on a back-to-back road. So I think Wofford at least takes two of three against the Bulldogs. Miami and Georgia Tech. This one's going to be very interesting, guys. I didn't choose this one because I wanted to include some of the mid-major series that I liked. The number third team in the country, Miami Hurricanes, traveled down to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech can hit the crap out of the bowl. But Miami... They're definitely going to be able to slow Georgia Tech down on Friday because Carson Palmquist is a electric pitcher. And if Miami is ever in a situation where this game, where any of these games in this series is going to be close, they have one of the best closers in the country. He's got a zero ERA in the season, which is absolutely insane. So I think Miami should win the series at least two games, maybe even all three. Going down to Georgia Tech and playing Kevin Parada in the Yellow Jackets, Yellow Jackets is never easy, though. They can hit, they can hit, they can hit. Maybe I some overs in, on Saturday and Sunday when Palmquist isn't pitching. Um, 
Maryland hosts Northwestern. I think they should be able to win that series pretty easily, maybe even a sweep. Southern Miss, the f number four team in the country. Now, this one's interesting. I didn't choose it because the Blazers of UAB are not having a particularly good season to where, like, you should expect them to pull off the upset. The reason why there might be a chance that UAB could pull off an upset is Southern Miss is ranked higher than they've ever been in the D1 baseball rankings at number four. Does that pressure crack them a little bit? I don't think so. I think they're good enough to beat UAB at least two times, probably all three times. So that's where I'm going to be for that series. Texas State, I think, coming off of a midweek loss against UTSA, should win Friday night, and I have them winning the series against South Alabama. They're hosting that series in San Marcos. Um... Friday night. Oh, Lord, my parents are jumping in the shower. I hope this isn't too loud. Again, this is not going to be my normal recording area. We only have about five minutes left to go. All right. So this is the second game of the series. The number one, 21 team in the country, Texas A&M Aggies, are taking on Vanderbilt this week. A&M already beat Vanderbilt on Thursday night in the SEC ESPN game of the week. Give me A&M to win this series. And I think... I think Vanderbilt wins on Saturday with the freshman on the mound, but A&M out, out hits them on Sunday in uh, what should be a lightning fest. Take the over on Sunday. Texas Tech, the number nine team in the country, goes on the road to play Baylor. Baylor had some unfortunate news with Thomas, their ace pitcher. He's going to be out for the year. Um, the Bats should wake up, I would think, after just getting slapped around by Texas last week. But Texas Tech lost the series last week as well, I do recall. So, give me the Red Raiders to win this series. I think they take two of three in Waco. Ole Miss, who's just absolutely struggling this season so far, they travel to Arkansas this weekend where I think Arkansas should be able to take two of three against the Rebels, but who knows, maybe Bianco and the bunch can get this thing back on the tracks. Gonzaga over Loyola Marymount, easy. LMU is actually their best competition in the West Coast Conference, but I still don't think LMU is going to have enough to take down the Zags this weekend. Stanford should be able to take two of three against Washington as well. Um, Stanford does struggle to hit. And Washington as well. I saw them uh, in all three games against Oregon State last week. Now, I know it's Oregon State, but their their pitching depth, Oregon State's, is pretty dang good. But they've been giving up some runs this year. Washington State was actually not really scoring at all. So, unders in Stanford-Washington could be uh, sweaty, <laughs> to say the least. And to end our top 25 slate this weekend at least for the Friday slate. Arizona State, they are one game under 500 right now on the season. They'll be taking they'll be taking a short trip to Los Angeles, California to take on the 13th team in the country, UCLA, where their pitching is getting their their hard shell of a starting pitching staff is getting cracked just a little bit. Could Arizona State and their bats be able to Bust the pinata open. 
I don't know. I, I'm going to take UCLA. Just trust that the good pitching will be able to hold up. The levy won't break against the Sun Devils this weekend. But I don't know if that hitting for the Bruins is going to get them to where they want to be, and that's probably a national host or at least a regional host in general. They're currently sitting at 13, and there's no guarantee that they finish in the top 16 this season because the Pac-12 is pretty dang good. So I'm going to take one last Hail Mary of a look at the originators for college baseball lines. They do not have them. So thank you guys for tuning in. My lock and my dog for this weekend. I'll jump back into my weekend lineup. Lock and dog. Give me the... Ooh. So I really like this one. There's two There's two locks. I feel like I could give out on this podcast. Um, I will go with the under in Oklahoma State and Texas on Friday night. That's going to be my lock on Friday night. Justin Campbell and Pete Hansen, they both do not have an ERA over 2.9. Um, if that thing opens at 7.5 or higher, I will be on the under for sure there. And for my dog this weekend, um, let's go with Florida State. I think they need to win the series against the Horned Frogs. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is the better side of college baseball, the college baseball experience. I'll see you all next week, hopefully with Colby this weekend. Me and him had a little bit of a miscommunication with the whole NFL draft thing going on right now. I actually didn't hit him up prior to like 12 hours of when we should schedule the recording. So that's completely on my fault. But I'll see you guys next time. My name was Noah Beanick. You can follow me at 77NB. That is the word 70, the number 7NB on Twitter. I will have my full card out for each day of this weekend in the college baseball slates. Have a great weekend, everybody. And let's watch some college baseball.